It was discussed already a number of times as his da shaykhus miyuchedes fishin das cholafundim undem siyum from yada inyan entire that there is a connection between the beginning and end of every matter in entire al derech vi yestaytin yisefi yitzira as it says in yisefi yitzira not soifam b'tchilasam similar to what it says in Sefi Yitzira that the the end is wedged in the beginning and the beginning is wedged in the end in other words the two are linked to each other the same is true in Teresh that the beginning and the end of every Sefer every Chumash in Teresh as well as the beginning and end of every Sedra have a connection in the meaning and the content of what is being discussed at the beginning and in the end there's a connection between the two according to this in our parsha, parsha is the since the end of the parsha is the end both of the whole Chumash Vayikra as well as the end of Parsha B'chukaisei. So therefore we have to say, that there is some shared idea which is shared by the beginning of the beginning, uh, the Sefer Vayikra, as well as the beginning of the Parsha B'chukaisei, and Saif Parsha B'chukaisei, as well as the end of Parsha B'chukaisei, because B'chukaisei is the end both of Parsha B'chukaisei as well as the end of the whole Chumash. So therefore, the beginning of Parsha Vayikra, Saif Vayikra, and the end of Parsha B'chukaisei, as well as the beginning of Parsha B'chukaisei, all share a common theme. There is a co- connection between them all. And we see something wonderful over here. Light v the the ascholus from parsha veikra and parsha bechakaisus and mevurim l'kotatayra. According to the way the Alter Rebbe explains the beginning of parsha sefer veikra and the beginning of parsha bechakaisai, the chasidish parshas from the vachan l'kotatayra is of course the chasidish parsha of these weeks. Vet klor. It becomes clear how the beginning of Sefer Vayikra, meaning Parsha Vayikra, and the, the beginning of Parsha Vayikra, which are explained there in a similar way, the beginning of, of, of Parsha Vayikra, and the beginning of Parsha Vayikra are explained in a very similar way. So the beginnings of say Parsha Vayikra and the beginning of Parsha B'chukaisai are also connected to the end of Parsha B'chukaisai as well. So according to the way the beginnings of both of these Parsha are explained in B'chukaisai, it becomes clear how they're connected to the end of Parsha B'chukaisai. And the Bayzetman the notes Seifim Etchilosan, and at the same time we see how the end is also connected to the beginning. Nishnor and Shaykhas Tzuteresh Vixab, nor Oichin Mesefer Lukot Teira Gufa. Not only in Teresh Vixab, but also in the Sefer Lukot Teira. Also, we see 
the common theme between the beginnings and the ends. Because this idea which is discussed in the Drushim of Nascholos Sefer Vayikro and Nascholos Parsha B'chakaisai, which are discussed in the beginning of Sefer Vayikro, which means the beginning of Parsha Vayikro, and the beginning of Parsha B'chakaisai, the Zelbe Nekuda is Eich Mavur, and you see from the Drushim of Parsha B'chakaisai, the same idea is also discussed in the end of Parsha B'chakaisai as well. So we see that this idea that the beginnings and the ends are all connected applies to Lukut HaTayra too. And another amazing thing, even more amazing, in Teirah Shavik is the Siyam from Parshav HaKosai, Oich the Siyam from Sefer Vayikra. In Teirah Shavik the end of Parshav HaKosai also concludes the whole Sefer Vayikra. The end of Parshav HaKosai does not conclude Lukut HaTayra on Vayikra. Because there are addendums, there are additional maimorim which are also included at the end of Sefer Vayikra, uh, on the end of Kutatayra on Vayikra. Noch, the drushim for Parsha after it concludes Parsha there is additions, addendums which are also included in Sefer Vayikra, Lukutatayra and Vayikra. That means we see, as Eichenim seen from the Hesophis, that when it comes to the end of those additions, we also see that it also discusses that very same point. So you would think that it fits with the end of Parsha B'chukaisai, but no, an amazing thing, the end of the Hesophis also discusses these, the same theme. Base. The Shaykhis notes to Sefer Mitchilosom in Pashtas Vishnas Cholos Sefer Vikron Zaysiyum. This connection between the beginning and the end of, uh, of Sefer Vayikra is is uh, pretty clear. Sefer Vayikra begins with Karbonus. Adam Kiakimikem, Karbon Lashem, that if a person will bring a Karbon, on Oich the Siyum for Sefer Vayikra, Ret Vegn, Tzvei Sugi Karbonus, and also the very end of Sefer Vayikra, at the end of Parshubach Kaisai, it also discusses two Karbonus. And it's not as if the whole the whole Chumash talks about Karbonus. There is many, many other themes which are discussed. And yet, at the end of the Chumash, it talks again about two Karbonus, which are Bechoyer, the firstborn animal, a lamb or a, or a calf, is discussed over there, that carbon, And also Maise Behema, the carbon Maise Behema, which means that the, every newborn animal of the year had to be brought into the barn and he releases the owner releases them one at a time and the tenth one he marks he counts off ten animals marks the tenth that's a carbon meiser and then he did eleven, twelve, thirty and again the twentieth one and so on keeps doing that until he runs out that's, that's called meiser behemoth giving a tenth of all the new animals that were born that year and all these uh, and these two carbonos are discussed at the end of Parsha B'chokaisei so that's the beginning and the end. Both talk about karbonus. And since it's these two specific karbonus which are talked about at the end of Ayikra, therefore we have to say, as in that since it concludes with these two specific karbonus, we have to say that in these two karbonus are reflected 
the general idea of what Karbonas are, which is what the Sefer Vayikra begins with, and it's expressed in these two Karbonas in some, in some way. The beer and them, to, to explain what it is about these two Karbonas. The Chilixish and Bechayr and is what's the difference between the, the Karbon Bechayr of the firstborn and the Karbon Meiser? Bechayr is Kadosh Me'atzmai. A Bechayr means the firstborn uh, every mother animal. Her firstborn uh, animal has to be given to the Kayin. Who decides which is the firstborn animal? That happens from uh, Hashem does it. That's decided Mulmaila. Machtmen M, he's created, the firstborn is created, his position as the firstborn is created by Hashem. Zokman Azer is Kaddish, and therefore from heaven it's decided that this is going to be a sanctified, consecrated animal. The sanctity of the firstborn animal has nothing to do with the person that owns it. He has nothing to do for that. Even though he has a mitzvah to declare it the Bechayr, but he doesn't decide that this is the Bechayr. That happens without his involvement. But when it comes to sanctifying, consecrating the tenth animal, the Meiser Korban, is totally in Avedisadon. That depends on what he does, what the person does. The mensch darf The person himself has to let them out one at a time, count them off. Unasiri Yerkaidish, and the tenth one he declares to be sanctified. So the Bechayr is decided Milmaila, from above, from heaven, and the Maiser Behemah has to be done by the person. Nochmer is Nikibiz Manazah. We recognize the difference even more so in our day and age. The sanctity of a firstborn animal applies even today after the Churban Besamikdash, even in Golos. The Baldar is a Kaddish because the sanctity is attached to the animal regardless of what the person does. This is just something that happens from above. So therefore, it must remain. Of course, there's different ways of treating it today, what you have to do. But still, the sanctity is there. But when it comes to the sanctity of the tenth of the Maisekorban, which doesn't apply in today's day and age, why not? Because the Chachamim decided, they made a decree that they said, today we don't make Korbanus Maiser. We don't, you don't put your animals in the barn, you don't let them out one at a time, you don't count them off, and you don't declare it to be a Korban. So they, nobody makes a Maiser Behemoth because we're afraid that once you make it into a carbon, it becomes sanctified. And if you mistreat it or you, uh, somebody eats it or does it in a way that you're not allowed to eat this animal, which you're not allowed to eat it because it's sanctified unless it's brought as a carbon. And since that's not possible, so it's just going to be roaming around as a sanctified animal and this could lead to, for people to abuse of the sanctity of the animal. Therefore, the Chachamim said, better don't declare it to be sanctified. It doesn't have any sanctity on its own, which comes from somewhere else. You're the one that has to declare it to be sanctified. Better not to do so. So the Bechayr has a sanctity which comes regardless of what the person does. The Meiser animal only becomes sanctified based on what the person does. So in today's day and age, we see the difference even more pronounced because the Bechayr remains sanctified, the Meiser, we don't make a Meiser carbon.
And based on this, it also explains the order why in the Torah first he talks about Bechayr and then talks about Meiser the reason is in because when it comes to the the service of Karbonus which means getting closer to Hashem that's what the idea of a Karbon is first the way a person can become close to Hashem is that he's drawn close by Hashem himself the holiness comes from above. Like the Bechayr. On Ezdanach, only then can you get to the next stage in the relationship, in the closeness to Hashem. Then can come that a person can also rise up to become closer through his own efforts. But it starts from Hashem drawing you closer. And then comes Yisarus Tata. And that's the carbon of Meiser, which is accomplished by the person. And that's why the order is fitting with how the, these things happen in reality and that's also the connection between the end of uh, Seif of Ayikra with the beginning of Seif of Ayikra where it begins that a person amongst you that will bring a carbon to Hashem in is Mavur what is explained on this Pasuk as Adam kiyakir mikem karbon l'Hashem. What does Adam? Who does the Adam refer to? The one that's bringing close. Main does vas Adam elyon is makri makariv yakriv dem Adam shulamato tzelukus. What that means? The first part of the pasuk is talking about Adam, a reference to Hashem, the Adam from above, that he draws close a person down here to himself. Adam Kiyakriv means Adam Hashem will bring close a person from uh, a human. Mikam Karba. Hasfriyavad Nimshachazuzl Ayla. That first there comes an awakening from above. So Makarev Zain Dem Adam Shalomata to Mabishan to bring close the person down here to Hashem. Unnachdan then comes the second part of the Pasuk is the Pasuk Mamshik. Then it continues, Mina Behema, the the carbon should be brought from the Behema. Takrivas uh, Karbancham, you shall bring your carbon. What does that mean? Now we're talking already about the carbon that the person has to bring, the person down here has to bring. From the behema from the animal within him, within the person. That's talking about the Surusulatata. So look at the Torah explains that Pasuk. Adam Kyakabekem Karban Lashemina Behema Minabakam Natsain that first it starts with Hashem bringing the person closer and then the person is able to bring his own animal as a carbon to Hashem by his own efforts so it starts with Yisarus Le'ela and it concludes with Yisarus Le'tata and this of course fits with the two different types of carbonus which are discussed at the end of Sefer Vayikra which is Bechayr which is Kaddish Mumayla, that talks about something which is sanctified from above, top down. Or Meiser, and then the second carbon, which is Meiser, which is Kaddish Ayadeya Adam, from the bottom up. It's uh, sanctified through the effort of the person. So the beginning of Vayikra and the end of Vayikra are talking about the same idea. Gimel. 
these two ideas, which are the awakening from above and they also in the person himself you also have those two dargas, those two ideas. is there is one animal. There's only one bakhir per per mother. A mother can have one bakhir, that's it, there's one bakhir. And if the mother animal has more offspring than the one oldest of the firstborn, is er der erster. So the, the bechayr is always going to be the first one. The bechayr is either a single animal or the first one. Which is, in spheres, in, in the esoteric language, that's bechines chachma. That's the level of chachma, which is the first sphere and sometimes even called the fur, the, the only sphere. As the Pasuk says, you shall sanctify for me every firstborn. But Kaidish is Chachma. The word Kadesh, Kaidish, refers to Chachma. So Kadesh and Bechir are synonymous with each other. On the other hand, Meiser. What is the Meiser behemoth? What does that uh, signify? Davzain Sen. You must have ten animals before you can get your Meiser animal, your tenth animal. Avaidim Sad Eser Again, speaking esoterically, that means the Avaida that a person does with his ten faculties. Chachma Bina Das, the emotional faculties, and Malchus, all the ten faculties. The Avaida that a person does from within himself with his own ten um uh, intellect and emotion it also includes the responsibility that every single person this is something which, which is, applies to every Yid as opposed to the earlier Darge which doesn't necessarily apply to every Yid because not everybody is on that level as we'll soon explain but this level everybody can attain what is that? as Alkoponim de Letzte that at least the lowest level, the tenth one, the Meiser, the carbon is always the tenth one, meaning the lowest, the last one, Hagili, which means that which is already ready to be revealed, that's what Malchus is, is there in order, the tenth Svira is there to bring about going to the next, you know, going down a level into the next world, re- revealing what was brought down from the nine higher levels to the outside, to the next world. Which, in uh, in other words, that's called It's thought, speech, and action which brings your feelings and your thoughts and your feelings out to the revelation. So, at least in your in your what's called in Tanya Levushim, in the way that you communicate, you communicate, at least there, Yiyakaydish, that has to be sanctified. And that is, of course, a filibah abenini, because even a abenini is able to master, is able to control his actions, and even his speech, and even his thought. And the abenini is the level of shimidus kolodim. This is something that everyone is able to attain if they want. So, maisa represents that you have, you have to employ, you have to bring to bear all ten of your faculties, and then the last one is Hasiri Yia Kaidish. The tenth one is sanctified, meaning to say that even a Bainani, every single person is expected that the tenth level, the lowest level, meaning 
which that which goes into Machshavah Dibiramaisa, at least that should be sanctified. Even if you can't manage that your thoughts should be pure and that your, uh, or at least that your thoughts should only generate pure thoughts or that your feelings should always be in line with Hashem, even if you can't master that. But your, the actions that you take, that you can master. And that's what the Asir Yerkadish means. Your actions and your thoughts and your speech, you can make them holy. But when we talk about Chachma, Bechayr, which talks about the level of Chachma, there, not everyone is able. You know, that comes from above. That's not really something that necessarily everybody can make that holy. When the Far is, and therefore because of this, is number one, Bechayr, Kaddish Ma'atzmai. The Bechayr becomes sanctified of its own. Not something that you do in order to make it sanctified. It doesn't depend on the service of the person. Because that level of Chachma, uh, of which also uh, is synonymous with Mesiris Nefesh, is that's something that you haven't attained on your own. That's not, not something that you have mastered. That's something that is given to you, us, as a gift from, our, from Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. So it doesn't come from our efforts. Number two, Kedusha the Bechayr is Eich Da in Zman The sanctity of the uh, of the Bechayr, as we said before, even applies in today, after in Golis. But the Bechayr is Chachma, now Shabbat because the level of Chachma is Alam always remains pure, even in Golis, even when a person is in a situation which is removed from holiness, the level of Chachma is never compromised. That's why the Bechayr is sanctified even in Golos, remains sanctified even in Golos. Mashen King Kedushas Meiser, whereas when we talk about Meiser, which relates to the Eser Bechayr Hasanevesh which relates to the ten spheres and then the tenth one, is totally in Abed Hasanem, this all depends on what you do. On Vaz Deriber is Da in Dem Shinuyim Tzushin's Mana and that's why there's differences between what happens in the time of the Beis HaMikdosh, when godliness was manifest, and so then there was a different relationship with holiness. Of course, it's very different in the time of Golos, which comes as a result of our sins, and now there's a concealment of godliness, obviously there's going to be a difference between how things play out in the time of the Beis HaMikdosh, as, well, as opposed to the time of Golos, and that's why today there's no Meiser, whereas back then there was Meiser. That's the connection between the end of B'chukaisai with the beginning of B'chukaisai. On this Pasuk, which is the beginning of our parasha, which says, if you will walk in my statutes and you will keep my mitzvahs. So explains in Lukut HaTayrah, that what is to walk in the, uh, according to the statutes of Hashem, that means the Avaida Fun Hiluch, that means moving forward in, a, in an infinite way, continuously moving forward, unlimited moving forward. Mitzad, and why, where do we get the ability to move forward so completely and so ceaselessly? That comes from what's called the Chukaisai is another 
It, the, the play on words means chukaisa means engraving. There is certain principles which are engraved on the neshama. The chukaisa v'loshon chakika. The word chukaisa means engraved. Also, the shaydash neshama v'zi is chakukal which means the neshama in its very deepest level, in its original state, where it's carved out from uh, you know from the throne of Hashem or wherever within Hashem Himself. So from that, from that source of the neshama, the way the neshama is expressed over there, at the place where it's carved out from Hashem Himself, that remains pure. And from the power of that, the innermost dimension of the neshama, comes the ability to keep moving forward. So Bechukhoisai, the chakika, leads to Teilechu, to the ability to keep moving forward. But since when we're, ta- we're talking about moving forward, which is dependent on the source of the neshama, whereas we, the, the actual human, finds himself down here, not at the place of the essence of the neshama, down here involved with a physical body. Therefore, the, the moving forward is not going to be able... It, it has to rely on the essence of the neshama. But we're not in touch on a regular basis with the essence of the neshama. Therefore, this moving forward is not going to continue while we're stuck in the physical body. Only occasionally, perhaps, but not on a regular basis. As the Alter Rebbe said, it will not have a lasting effect. It will not continue. Sidon as their Adam Lamatas Aldurus and Avoid the Verenakli the two the only thing that the only there is a way that it can happen, which is if the person down here with his body and the Nefesh of Mahamis becomes a receptacle to the essence of the Nishama, somehow is able to channel the essence of the Nishama, then it can continue because then you have a revelation of the essence of the Nishama. What makes you into a Kali? to be able to channel the essence of the neshama, that's the keeping of the mitzvahs, that's the second part of the mitzvahs. Through the person doing mitzvahs, down here in this world, through this you create the, the kalim, the, uh, the, the receptacles that guard and keep safe that continuous moving forward. The mitzvahs that you do in the physical world, they are what allows the essence of the Shema to filter through and therefore allow the movement forward to be continuous and to have a lasting effect. This moving forward comes from that this should be in a way that it lasts forever. So that's what's brought out in Kutatayra from the first from the first pasuk of this week's parsha, Habakkukaisei, on Ditzvei Yonim and on these two ideas, number one, Habakkukaisei Teleichu Mitzvah Shedus and Neshama, that Habakkukaisei Teleichu is addressing the essence of the Neshama. But the second part of the pasuk, Mitzvah Yisitushmeiru Mitzvah Demadon Lamata, that is the human effort that is that happens down here. Are of course very similar, or maybe the same idea as what is discussed in the end of the parsha 
according to the way the Kutatayr explains it, that Bechayr Chachma Shebenefesh, Bechayr talks about the source of the Nefesh, the highest level of the Nefesh Chachma, and the, the, the Karban Meiser is the Esekechaz Nefesh, talks about the human involvement and the human accomplishment that comes from your own thoughts and your own ideas and your own feelings and so on. So now we see the link between the beginning of Seifa Vayikra, the beginning of Seifa of Parashah and the end of Seifa Vayikra and, and Parashah They all discuss the same idea, which we come to understand because we see how the Kutatayr explains all of these three areas. Dalit. We have the rule that that everything goes according to the way it concludes. The conclusion is what it's all about. And since the very end of Ayikra is with the carbon Maiser, it talks about Maiser. Therefore, we, will, we, have to, uh, expl- we have to say, we have to accept that the fact that Maisa comes after Bechayr is nish nor vailazai is as to say that in Yonu Kanal Sibbeis is not only because that's how it happens first comes an awakening from above and then comes an awakening from below as he explained earlier it's not only because of that as free kum des resultat of Bechayr and noch avedus ha'odem Maiser nor oich valas is da amayle in the kedusha was kum doch habayde lekabedem kedusha was kum umayle. But since vayikra concludes, chomish vayikra concludes with meiser. That means it concludes with the avaydas adam with the carbon that comes through human effort. So therefore, we're left to say that that's the conclusion. That's the most important part because that's what the, the whole chomish concludes with. That what's most important between or the source of the neshama as opposed to the human effort the human effort is the most important part and that's why everything concludes with that that's why the end of is with the carbonus is because the ultimate purpose of the carbonus is the human accomplishment Based on this, we can also understand the order that, as it appears at the beginning of Sefer Vayikra, and as it appears at the beginning of Parshavah The fact that the awakening from below, as expressed by the Pasek, you shall bring your carbon, comes after the Sarusadal Eila, which is understood from the Pasik Adam Kiyakiv, as you said before, that talks about Hashem bringing the Yid closer. There is Nish Narvaldi Sairus. This is true not only because the awakening was Kumt Norm Mitsadi Sarusadal Eila Hatushkan Kiyum. It's not only because there is an inherent weakness to Yisarusadal Eila, to Hashem inspiring a person, there's an inherent weakness to that. What is that? Because after a short time, the the inspiration that comes from that awakening is going to dissipate. And that's why you have to follow it up with an awakening from below, with efforts from below, from the person, on the part of the person. That through this, 
you become, as we said before, a receptacle to channel that inspiration that came from above. And it becomes something which has a lasting nature to it. It can last. It can keep going. This inspiration. is something that remains. So it's not only because of that. That's not the only reason why it begins with and then concludes with it then follows up with Isaruzlatata. But rather also Valdosas are Seder in Maidumakadesh because it's expressing another Torah principle, which is we always begin with, with the basic and we always increase in matters of holiness. So therefore, when it starts with Isarusad Le'ela and then goes on to Isarusad Le'tata, that is following the principle of Maile Makedush. We grow when we increase in matters of holiness. Meaning to say that the Isarusad Le'tata is an even higher level than the Isarusad Le'ela. As is Farana Ilui in Isarusad Le'tata Adam, that there's something unique and greater about the Isarusad Le'tata, which is the the effort of the person, even in comparison to that which comes from the awakening, the inspiration from above. Now, as well, when we talk about the second part of the Pasuk, uh, the beginning, sorry, the beginning of uh, this he was describing the beginning of Ayikra, now he's talking about the beginning of where it says that which was describing the effort of the person as being, as guarding and moving forward that inspiration which came from above it's not just that the efforts of man are needed in order to take that great inspiration and move it forward that's not the only thing. It's it's a greater mitzvah expresses a greater level than which represents the So if that's the truth, that the efforts of the person are even greater than the inspiration from above, it's called Mailim Bakaidash. We consider it to be moving upward in holiness. Dafim Fashtain, so we have to understand. Since where does the inspiration from above come? As we said in the beginning of B'chukaisai, it comes, in Lukut explained that it comes from the fact that part of the Neshama as it's engraved in the, in the essence of Hashem. That it go, it going back to the very highest level of Chakika, which of engraving, which is referred to as the letters, so to speak, of the essence of the soul. The letters, as they are one together, they are connected, not connected, but they are one with the essence of Hashem Himself. This is Mavor and Lukotayra, as explains in Lukotayra. Umbechinus Halicha is in Vosbashtayd that. And it also refers to the ability to, that you should be able to move forward endlessly. So then, where are you going from there? represents connection to the essence of Hashem, the holiness which comes from being connected to the essence of Hashem. 
in how, in where it leads to, it leads to your ability to be able to move forward endlessly. So where is there to go? What does Bukhukai Zatashmairu add to that? How do you go higher in Bukhukai Zatashmairu? Where are you going now? Where is there to go? Hey, the Azbara in them. So the explanation of it is in the Minin Anal and this uh, idea that we discussed, as the Yisraelis has come Durch Yisraelis Nishkain Dovera Miskayim, that the inspiration that comes from Yisraelis is not something that can last. Saibnas is the Novda Yisraelis Tata unless it's followed up by an awakening from below. Is Lachayin Shmuvim? You have to understand that. Since Yedua, we know. As the Isarus Laila was Kumitzad Atzma Nemsuch Funazama Drege, that where does these, the uh, inspiration from above come from? Where does that where does it originate from? It comes from such a level, it comes from a place where whatever the human should do, how great the human should be doing is Avaida, it can never reach that place. Because that comes from somewhere outside the reach of the human ability. That's where that inspiration comes from. And therefore it comes only by, because Hashem, it's not something that we can trigger. It's, only, it's something which Hashem, because of His great kindness, and He wants to do kindness, so He gives us this as a free gift. It's not something that we can trigger. And the question has to be asked. So then what's the need for a Surusulatata? Because it would seem just like you don't need an Isarusulatata in order in order to bring draw down the inspiration from above. By the same token, there should be no need for the efforts down here from our bar, our part in order to keep the here, in order to keep the inspiration. Because if there is no need for our Aveda in order to trigger the uh, the inspiration from above, in fact. We can't even trigger that inspiration. There's nothing that we can do. We can't reach there. So then why, why do we need our efforts in order to be able to keep the inspiration here? It's beyond us. It's an inspiration which completely transcends us. What is it that we can do in order to keep the inspiration here? And should you want to answer and so he, he negates it right from the start it's not possible to say that this is the explanation it would seem that it, it would seem that it's not possible to answer it in this way what would be the answer that it's, it's nothing to do with the origin of the inspiration from above and the, the impact of the inspiration from above that is powerful and remains powerful and there's nothing that we have to do in order to keep that going. The problem is me. It's not you, Hashem. It's me. It's the person. Why can't we say that? In other words, that would be a reasonable explanation to say. There's nothing wrong with the inspiration. But we're the problem. So therefore we have to do something in order 
to remove the problem that comes from within us. But you can't say that either. Because this, uh, the, the revelation that comes through the inspiration from above, this was the Leila, comes from such a level. Where whatever happens, whatever the person down here does, is completely irrelevant there. As is known in the, the discussion of when we do a mitzvah in Avera, does it really affect Hashem? Some places it says it does, some places it says it doesn't. Some sukkim it says it does, some sukkim it says it doesn't. The answer that Chesidus gives, it depends where you're talking. There are levels within Hashem where He is integrated and involved in what's happening down here. And then there are levels where He is completely removed from everything that's happening down here. And over there, it doesn't matter what the people do, what the Yid does this, he does that, it doesn't matter. It's not, it doesn't affect anything up there. So therefore these revelations that come to inspire a yid come from that place where, there, where it doesn't matter what you're doing that's what it means that you can't trigger it because anything that you do or you don't do is, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't have an impact there so if it doesn't have an impact to the source of this inspiration and the only reason it comes down to us this inspiration comes down is because Hashem wants to do kindness with us so then what do you mean it's a problem with you that should not make a difference to the inspiration at all the inspiration doesn't take you into consideration your abilities or non-abilities are not considered are not important to this inspiration so you can't even answer that it's a problem with me and that's why the inspiration is not going to continue because that inspiration should continue anyway regardless of where you are and what you did or you didn't do or what you may have done to ruin it so the answer is a simple explanation but Pashtas is the Tam so the simple reason is the simple idea is as he explains since when a person is inspired from above and becomes inspired you are inspired it lights a fire in you it only came because something from above triggered your excitement it wasn't, it wasn't anything that you did it wasn't anything that you made some slight change in your life and that's why you're inspired it came completely from something outside you is bistalaka oral yainus so then when that inspiration when it stops raining down on you because this kind of inspiration only happens at, a, at a, opportune times whatever the opportune times are whether it's the time of the year Yom Kippur what, however whatever opportune time is but that's when these inspirations strike you but then after that time goes away so the inspiration lifts up it's no longer continuously raining down on you then what is left you didn't do anything in order to in, in yourself, within yourself you didn't change anything within yourself the inspiration has now lifted up the source of the inspiration is now removed back to its source because the time, the important, the special time is over. So what's left with you? Nothing. You didn't change anything. Nothing changed within you. 
you were temporarily inspired because something came from outside. When that outside inspiration leaves, there's nothing left. And this will become more understood in based on what is explained in Lukutayra in Saif Parsha Seinu at the end of our Parsha B'chukaisai. If Maimer, we explains the statement of our sages, Dama Ayim Basa, the Mishnah, with the Mishnah Pergyavas, it says, You shall know from where you come, and to where you're going. So he focuses on the words. On compares the word Ayin, Ayin, from where did you come, on to where are you going. The word on, Gashmi, where is a place. It's pointing to a place, it's a pointer to a spot. So that represents a physical place. When Ayin, Ayin, from where, where do you come from? You come from Ayin. Ayin refers generally to Chachma, to the level of Chachma. This is Hechafamakim, which transcends space. So, in other words, what it's talking about is. So where do we come from? We come from Ayin. Ayin is what the source, the root source of the Neshama. And where are you going to? Where are we destined to end up? In the place, in a place, a physical place of time and space. What is that? The reward that comes, which takes place in in this physical world. Which will take place where we're headed to is reward in a physical place in the world, and that's on. On represents a place, a physical place. So our the source of our nesham is from ayin. We're ended. We're destined. We're heading to a physical place. Is So this has to be explained because yiridus nesham is we know the principle that the neshama coming down is for the purpose of growing to a new height otherwise why does it have to come down to begin with it's in order for the neshama to reach a new height that it wasn't able to reach before it came down so how is it possible to say that after the neshama comes down from that holy place called ayin which is the root source of the neshama so the schar, the aliyah, so the, the, the reward for all that going down, mean, which means the new height that it's meant to reach, for the neshama is in the bechinus on, should be in a physical place. Bechinus makim, a much lower place than ayin. So how could that be the reward for leaving ayin to end up in a place in a physical place? So he explains over there, as dafke in on makim gashmi, that it's specifically in the place represented by the word on, which means in the physical world. Is This is where we have the place for Hashem, where we created a place for Hashem in the lower worlds. Dafke dolomates for the gilu eirus of the kamei ruchnis v'gashmi shabim. It's only in the physical world that we have a revelation of that level of godliness where to him physical and spiritual is all one. In other words, this is a play, this is a source of Hashem which is even higher than Ayin. It's a place where Ayin and On are all one and the same. 
spiritual and physical is the same. In short, that because of this, ayin, this transcends even ayin. It's only through the Avedis Adam down here in the world that we we fulfill, we bring to fruition the original intent of Atmos, of the essence of Hashem, which is much higher than the level of Ayin and the level of Chachma. The intent, the original intent is, of course, that Hashem wanted a place to be in the lower worlds. As he concludes over there in the Maimer, that's the conclusion of the Maimer there. And that is the level of Atika Kadisha. Thus, Atik is the Taina Gulamaila. Atik represents the light as it is in, the high, in that in the upper, in the highest levels. Atik represents Tainug, the light. And that's what Nisava means. Nisava means he had a, wanted a, to delight in That's the highest level possible. And the Ribir is the Schara Aveda, and therefore the reward for the Aveda for Machna Dirivatachtainim is in Bechinus on Makim Gashmi, is Dafke in the physical world. This is where. It's really happening. This is where it's all being accomplished. Much higher than Ayin. So of course there's an Aliyah for the Neshama after it left Ayin to get to On. Because the reward always happens in the place where the Aveda was carried out. And if the Aveda is by design carried out in the physical realm, because that's where the Tachtainim, that Hashem wants to be brought to, so then the reward for that will also be carried out over there. And that's where we will delight in the presence of Hashem in the physical world. And thus is the Hezber, but the Avedis on Lamata tut oif oich in the Inyan of Askum and Mitzat Chesed Hu. And that's the explanation how it is that something that a person does down here, and we know our limitations down here, we can even elevate and lift up that level which came from such a high place that Hashem only gives it to us because He wants to do kindness. It's not something that we can reach. So if we can't reach it, and it's only because of Hashem's kindness that we get it, so how are we expected to be able to bring some elevation to it? The answer is, Everything that happens in the upper, in the higher realms is only, is not the essence of Hashem. It is only manifestations revelations energies which come forth from the essence of Hashem and over there it's possible to be changes of course no tooth no tooth spiritual things are alike everything is changed everything is different from each other but when a person does Aveda in the physical world that expresses the essence of Hashem, the will of the essence of Hashem. This kavana, this intent of Hashem that comes from the inner essence of Hashem, comes from an even higher place where we call Hashem a wants to do chesed, wants to be kind to us, and therefore he sends forth an inspiration. The essence of Hashem is even higher than that. 
So the iris that we receive as inspiration come from Chafetz Chesed. The Aveda that we do in the physical world reaches into the essence. And because the which means the effort of a yid reaches into the essence of Hashem Himself, which is a place that is not subject to change, it's talking about the essence of Hashem, therefore it's completely immutable, completely unchangeable. That's why by our own Aveda we reach into a place which is beyond change and that's why that impacts that the Yisarus that came to us will be unchanged and will continue unabated up till the end of time it will be Hiluch there will be movement forward inspiration constantly and it's all because of the Yisarus Tata the Aveda that we do in the physical world which reaches higher than Chafetz Chesed into Atzmus himself where there is no change possible and therefore we get the benefit of that unchangeable inspiration that will never stop the myth is Eich Musber and by the, now we can also understand was in that in over there in Anif and Seif of Ayikra at the beginning of Ayikra is a Mamsha he continues to explain after he explains that only through the efforts of the person will it be a lasting, will it have a lasting effect, he continues to say, He says, because through the efforts of, of man we reach the, that which the Pasuk says, He is not a man. What does that mean? That which, what does it mean? He is not a man. I mean, it, it's referring to the idea that it's unchangeable because we're reaching a place which is completely beyond any change. That's why this type of this kind of avayda in this world will give a lasting, unchangeable um, nature to the inspiration that we got from the Rosh Hashanah. Just like these things are in the heaven, in the world above. As the Tainuk von Atzus Nesave is in Avedah Dafke, that the, the delight that Hashem, that Atzmus has, where does he get his delight from, Nesave? What does he have a desire for? Is from the Avaida Dafke, the Avaida Vayid. So also, this is reflected in our own personality as well. Just like it happens for Hashem, that He wants Dafke, the Avaida of the Yid, in our world, in our reality, in our personality, the same also carries out. Where do we see? It says, Adam writes of a Kafshaloi. A person wants less of something that he himself accomplished better than ten times as much that uh, was given as a gift I would rather have a little bit that I myself accomplished rather than a lot that somebody gives me as a free gift what does a person truly enjoy something that you put an effort in and you accomplished it on your own 
the the things that are given as a free gift if it's something that you didn't really work for it doesn't express what Hashem Hashem's desire in this world the reason that we don't enjoy it is because Hashem doesn't enjoy that kind of what does Hashem delight in? The eff- in what we put an effort into it. And the far is in and that's why we as people also don't enjoy something that we didn't put any effort into. The reason we don't enjoy things that we didn't put effort is because Hashem doesn't enjoy things that we don't put effort into. Dafke is something that you yourself put in an effort in that you reach through your own avayda, through your own efforts is Adam Reitzah, that's something that you do want which means something that you do enjoy the word Reitzah over here means the very depth of your soul is wanted, in other words that's what gives you satisfaction it's not just want uh, want is sometimes considered to be most of the time considered to be more external than the light. Rotsen is lower than Tainug. But over here, what he means by Rotsen means the essence of your soul wants it. In other words, that's what your soul delights in. This is what you truly want. And this also brings out how the end is connected to the beginning and the beginning to the end. How we see that the end of the, in other words, those addendums, those additions to Lukotatayra, which we find at the end of Sefer Vayikra, after Bechukaisai, that end also is connected to the beginning of Vayikra. Dort is Mavur. What do we find explained at the end of the Hisophis of the additions, the additional Maimarib? He explains there as Yom Kippur Shabbos Shabbosin that Yom Kippur, which is called Shabbos Shabbosin, is the Tainig Atzmi Vasis Nishmurka from Cain under Inyan. Yom Kippur represents a an essential delight which is not made up of parts. There is a one uni, un, unified delight, and it's not that there are different components to this that bring this delight. It's a delight which is, which is essential. Indivisible. That's why you're not allowed to eat or drink on Yom Kippur because eating and drinking is usually something that you draw the light from there. On Shabbos Yom Tev it says that you should take the light in your food and drink. But on Yom Kippur it's an essential, indivisible delight. You're not meant to get the light from any other source, only from the essence of Yom Kippur itself, the essence of Hashem, and so on. The noch kum the chagas sukkas and shminat seres. Then comes sukkas and shminat seres. Those then will ver the tainug nimshuchim akifim. So then this tainug which comes from Yom Kippur, it comes down into the level of makif. It's already closer to us, though not yet integrated. Und the noch aichem pinein pnimim, and then it comes even closer that it becomes integrated. Li is bechinas das alakei avichov they will love shalom. Until you're now able to, as the Pasuk says, know Hashem, which means it has integrated into your mind. 
and serve Him with your whole heart. It's integrated into your heart. The nefesh chafetz, and it's something which is now delights you. Vas chafetz main doch pnimis arotzen tainug over here. Chafetz means, of course, the essence of uh, of tainug of delight. Un mid divert the nefesh chafetz, and these words, and the soul which delights. That's the very concluding word of this Now, Similar to the end of the Maimer and Bechukaisai, where it ends, And this is Atik Kadisha, which we said was Atik is Atsus Atainug. They're the same thing. Atik is the essence of the light, and Nefesh Chafetza represents the essence of the light. In other words, that they end on the same exact note. The mimer at the end of B'chukhoisei and the mimer at the end of the Yisafas actually end on the same note. Talking about the essence of the light, which ties into the whole discussion that we had about why it's dafke in dir dafke through the Yisrus dafke through the Avedis Adam, that we can accomplish and we can um, reach a higher level even than Ayin and the Yisrus and so on. We know that Shmini Atzeres is the, the oil, which means oil is considered to be the essence because it penetrates everything. Oil, it penetrates everything, according to Allah. So therefore, that represents the essence of everything. So and Shmini Atzeres is the essence of Tishrei meaning that that's what it boils down to Shmini Atzeres Lefizeh darf menzogen so based on this we have to say as the nefesh chafetz of the Sudur Shmini Atzeres is hechel from the tainig abilti murk of Yom Kippur that the, the delight which comes in Shmini Atzeres is even higher than the delight which we call the indivisible delight which means it's the most essential type of delight possible which is represented by Yom Kippur. And Shmini Atzeres is even higher than that because that's the essence of the whole Tishrei. So we have to understand this. How is it possible that the delight of Shmini when we are taking the light from eating and drinking, which is a material, a physical thing, how could that be? How could that be transcend even the delight of Yom Kippur? We're completely removed from any external source of the light, and the delight comes only from the essence of Hashem. Now the asbari in them is, but the explanation is canal, similar to what we said before. Because Adarabah, to the contrary, violence Sugazushminatseris is the Avaidin the Mchinas Fun on because on Sugazminatseris, the Avaid becomes into the place in the Makam Gashmi represented by the word Om. And that how do we fulfill the mitzvah of Sukkahs and Shminatseris? By eating and drinking, by, by being involved in the physical realm. That's why then we can reach the Tainuk, the very deepest level of the light which is connected to the Atzmas, the essence of Hashem. And that's why it also reaches down into our essence of our soul, and that's why that is the higher delight. That's where the higher delight comes from, even higher than Yom Kippur, which is basically 
connected to a spiritual thing and it's dafka through connection to, in the physical realm where the true meaning of is expressed that's where we can reach an even deeper delight Ches however we could might still be able to ask the question since the delight as it pertains to Yom Kippur we said is that indivisible Tainug in was pasteit nordem de uftu in herkeit in a tainig benevsh chafetzim besugut shpinat seres. If you're already calling Yom Kippur an indivisible delight, that means that it do, it's not made up of any other component. It's just the essence of the light. That's what it means. You're touching the essence of the light. So then, what can be added to that? That comes from shpinat seres and sukkas and shpinat seres. What can you add to that? Is the beer in them? So the explanation is al derech vimeret v'yisretzach in lukot ha'tayre and onay fun unza parsha, similar to what was discussed in lukot ha'tayre at the beginning of the parsha, which we mentioned before. At the oisis hachakika, that the letters of the engraved letters, hagams is an anishka and dovin oisif oif even though when you're engraving in uh, in a precious stone like let's say the luchas were engraved with letters. So the letters don't are not anything other than the than the stone itself. It's not like ink on paper, ink on parchment, where the ink is separate from the parchment. Engraved letters are part and parcel of the original stone. But they are from the stone itself. The letters are part and parcel of the stone. At the same time, even though engraved letters are not separate from the stone, and therefore integral to the stone, but you can't say that the stone itself, without letters, doesn't represent the stone even more than the letters which are part and parcel of the stone. The letters still have a separate, um, somewhat of a separate identity from the stone. Because the stone has absolutely no other definition other than what it itself is. Whereas when you engrave letters, even though they're part of the stone, but they still represent letters. Alderel says, So the same can be said of our, this matter as well. The Tainuk from Yom Kippur is a Tainuk built to Morkov. It's true that the, the, uh, the light of Yom Kippur is, as we said, indivisible, it's essential. Similar to the letters engraved on the soul, which are part and parcel of the soul. The nefesh But when we talk about the delight that is attached to the soul that comes from sukkas and shminiat that represents a level as the stone itself. If there are no letters engraved on it, the tiny atzim mamish. There is a delight which comes from the essence of the soul, unadulterated by anything outside of it, not even engraved letters. Yom Kippur represents engraved letters on the soul, and that's built in Murkov, that's called uh, not made up of parts because it's all part of the soul. But the soul in itself, without having any letters, so to speak, attached to it, that's the chafetza, that's the delight that is that comes through Shmini Atzeres.
It's a bit esoteric. I can't say that I fully comprehend exactly what he's saying. I can understand the words and the uh, and the comparisons, but what does this represent exactly? I can't say that I know. Tess. Das is eich was der Inyan von Vetz Mitzvah to Shmeid kommt nach Bechukais to Lechel. And that's why Vetz Mitzvah in the Pasuk Vetz Mitzvah to Shmeid comes after Bechukais to Lechel. Bechukaisai is Bechinus Chakika. Bechukaisai represents that that level of Chakika engraving, Takanisha, Akindavanais of true. It's not something, it's not letters added to the material of the stone. It's part and parcel of the stone. But it cannot be called the simplicity uh, of the stone itself. In other words, it has its own identity, at least somewhat. And therefore, the movement forward, the hiluch, the walk going, that he described at the beginning, which come as a result of that, of engraving. Even though it's much higher than the movement forward of angels. As we know that humans can move, our, uh, angels are called standing. Because humans have the ability to move forward much, far, much greater than angels. But even still, still it, there is somewhat of a limitation to it. But when we talk about that which is accomplished through mitzvahs with physical matter, which expressed in the word on in comparison to ayin, Thus, the atzmus apshitus that is able to touch and capture the essence, the most simple, unidentified level of atzmus, which is even higher than engrave, engraving. And therefore, the result of that is a true level of hiluch, of moving forward. Without any limitations at all. As the as, uh, sages say, and from on comes heilich. On leads to heilich, to walk, to moving forward. It's only from on that you can get to the real level of heilich. And when we will have this idea of v'chokaisa telechu, that hiluch mitzad v'chinus chakika, the moving forward that comes from the chakika, from engraving, which is the shedosh neshama, the level which is the source of our neshama, the dugmas v'rusadu which represents, as we talked about at length, the that with the inspiration that comes from above, suzam and meat, and then we attach it also to v'es mitzvaisa to What's represented by doing the mitzvahs, the Abba Bekima mitzvahs, Bechinas Onisurus Latata, that we do on in the physical space, meaning in the world, in, in, which is called Isurus Latata, by the combination of these two, Vedzain, Vedas Messiah, and the Parsha, then we will have that which is, the Parsha concludes, Vizalachti Besoychechem, and I will walk amongst you. And the, uh, we're told that the word of Vihis Halachti is a double, like the word is doubled. It could have said Leich Halachti, not Vihis Halachti. That seems to indicate two levels of walking. 
Beis Bechinus Hiluch, two levels of walking. Hiluch no Lamata. There is the movement from up to down. The Hiluch no Lamata. Then there is the travel, the walking, moving forward from down to up. Indeed, Beis the Hiluchim, because that's what Isaruzelatata, and Isaruzelatata. Those are the two moving forwards. Indeed, Beis the Hiluchim, Belzayin in Einim, and these two movements coming from up to down, down to up, will be together. Because the fun, the far stay in zay in themselves mivard v'salachti, and that's why they're both indicated in the same word because they happen simultaneously. And this leads, in other words, that they're not two separate things; they merge together and become one idea, one concept. And this leads, and I will lead you upright. And the word kaimemius is also a double. Uh, expression of kaimemius. Those kaimemius made sve kaimemius. It means also two meanings of upright. Kaimemius hamashpia. That means that the mashpia, that which comes from above, is upright in its highest level. When the kaimemius hamakabel and the receiver, the yidden, also are upright. Both in both directions. And both of these. The, the Mashpia and the Makabal all become merged into one. It's all one entity. The Yidn and Hashem become one and the same. And this is the reward that we get for the Avaidah that we do if it's expressed in the Pasach. That will be revealed in the Gula Asida. That's the ultimate reward that we will see in the Gaula Asida Bakarumamish, which will happen very soon.